Welcome to the Realizing Genius Podcast. I'm your host, Heidi Christensen. This is where we dive in each week to chat about parenting, education, and realizing our children's genius. I'm an educator with a background in individualizing learning, and I'm obsessed with helping people find and nurture that genius in their children and themselves. Let's dive in. Hi, geniuses. Today, I'm here with Monica Irvin, and Monica has a business called The Etiquette Factory. Monica, tell me more about Etiquette Factory. What, you know, I've heard of like classes for etiquette. I, I tried to get my four son, my four older boys into an etiquette class, and I it didn't work out, but it always intrigued me. My fifth son it didn't work out for me, but, but anyway, but tell me more about this. You know, Hey, I have heard that so many times just because so many parents are like, I, I want my kids to take your class, but there is no way they're going to agree to that. Um, and you know, I think sometimes I wish maybe I should have named my company something other than the etiquette factory, but I've just kind of stuck with it. But it's because when people think of the word etiquette, Usually we kind of think of prim and proper, what fork to eat our salad with and how we hold our teacup. And 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 people think it's a little outdated, not necessary today. And so it's really hard to get people excited about it. And so, um, but what if they'll listen to me for maybe five or 10 minutes, I usually can convince them of why it is so essential for your life. And so I'll give you the definition that we use at the Etiquette Factory. So at the Etiquette Factory, our definition of etiquette or manners is etiquette is helping those around you to feel valued and comfortable. So if I can't show you how an etiquette skill does that, helps people to feel more valued, then in my opinion, it's not an etiquette skill. Let me give you an example. So let's just say table manners because that's the most common thing people think about when it comes to etiquette. So uh, when I'm teaching kids, for instance, I'll say, you know, if I were to come to your house and sit down with your family and just start eating like a pig, I mean, I'm chewing with my mouth open. I'm making this weird smacking noise. Or let's say I sit down and I eat so quickly that I am finished standing up and walking away and you're on your third bite, any of those behaviors would be sending an unspoken message to all of you at the table. And that message would be, look, I'm here for one person, one person only. I'm here for myself. I'm here to fill up my belly. And as soon as I do that, I'm out of here. I really don't care if I'm grossing you out or making you uncomfortable or having a behavior that's uh, prohibiting you or preventing you from enjoying your meal. Cause like I said, it's all about me. And so I think that's what we don't get. It's so interesting that when I start to teach people etiquette skills, I've had so many people in one way or another say things like, Oh, that's why I don't like it when my father-in-law does that. Or that's why I, that doesn't feel good when my sister does that. I never connected the dots that it was an etiquette thing. Mm -hmm. And so we try to help families teach children and adults 
it's the skills of kindness. You know, I think most of us, because I'm an optimist, I mean, come on, we most of us want to be kind. We wake up every morning with every intention of being kind. But what I've learned is that kindness actually requires some skills. And the more skills of kindness we have, it's easier to show kindness. A lot of times I ask children, I go, let's make sure that the message you're sending people is how you really feel in your heart. So I'm going to teach you a skill right now that you may know already, but this is a skill that will give hopefully you and your audience a really good example of what I mean by skill. Um, so I guess let me ask you this and not to put you on the spot. You can give me an answer that you think most people would tell me. The last time that your family, like Thanksgiving, you had a a, a big family dinner um, or a gathering, who were the first people that typically get to fix their plates, that actually put food on their plates and sit down in your family gathering or at a church gathering? Who, who fixes their plates first? Hmm. Normally, I think it's usually the children. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, that answer that you just gave me is 95% of the time the answer I get. And see, so here's the question. Now, look, I'm a mom, y'all. I get it. Here's what every mom wants to tell me. Monica, yeah, the kids go first because if we can get the kids their plates and get them all situated and sit down then us adults can then enjoy ourselves. Um, and my question is, wait, are you the same adults that are walking around this earth complaining about this entitled generation? Have I heard you say that? And entitlement, you all, is a learned behavior. I mean, so at some point, our society decided that it was in our kids' best interest or in our best interest to allow our children to serve themselves before their grandmother, who has spent two to three weeks preparing Thanksgiving dinner. And we're going to let our kids serve themselves before their grandmother, before their aunts? Are we crazy? And you think that's good for your kids? Yeah. Our society continues to strip away opportunities for our children to be honorable. I would imagine most of your listeners hope that they are raising honorable sons and daughters. But see, here's the thing. In order to be honorable, you have to do honorable things. Honorable things require a level of sacrifice. There is nothing honorable that doesn't require some level of sacrifice. You all, we are hurting our children by continually putting them first. It's not in their best interest. It's not in their best interest for them to assume that they go first. And so it breaks my heart to see it. Because if you want your kids to stand a little taller, no, I don't mean boastful, but you know what I mean? To, to feel good about who they are. They have to serve. They have to put others first. But we keep taking away, oh, no, I don't want, 
I don't want your kids to call me Miss Irvin. Just have them call Mo call me Monica or Miss Monica. I'm like, would y'all stop it? Your kids don't need more Monicas in their lives. They need more Mrs. Irvins in their lives. I can, and people, oh yeah, but I have a really close relationship with these kids. I'm like, you guys, I can have just as close a relationship with kids, but there needs to be a different level of respect. And so at the etiquette factory, we teach children and adults the skills to show people kindness. I'll get parents, I'll get, um, I teach kids, one of my favorite skills to teach them is the standing skill that children don't take their seats until adults have sat down and gentlemen don't take their seats until ladies have sat down. And when I teach kids this skill away from their parents, most of the children are so excited to go home and do this because they know that it's an act of kindness. So what would this look like in your home? Well, when mom says, hey, family, it's time to eat. Your family comes to the table and everyone stands behind their chair and no one sits down until mom or the cook or the host has sat down. It's this small, tiny, tiny way that we can show gratitude for whoever has prepared our meal. And then after mom has sat down, all of the gentlemen remain standing until the ladies have sat down. That means your five-year-old son is standing for his 14-year-old sister. Why? Because it's the only way to raise honorable men. And sometimes I'll get moms that go, oh, Monica, I don't, I don't need my kids to stand for me. And I'm like, it's not for you, really. It's for them. You all, yeah. it's, it's for them. And so we teach the skills of kindness because when we do that, we help our children learn how to have healthier, happier relationships because most of the time relationships are happier when people are selfless in the relationship. So that's what the etiquette factory is. <laughs> wow. It's so much more than knowing which fork to use <laughs> for what yeah, so. that just so you don't embarrass yourself but there's a lot more to it <laughs> yes yeah yeah no I I agree and it's something that I've worked hard to in, include in different ways I really I still wish all five of my boys had taken classes from you but <laughs> but um I've always made sure that they had some way of showing kindness uh, um right now for for example my 16 year old he spends two days a week volunteering at a community pantry where he can show kindness and um, serve people um because i that want him to know wonderful. that yeah. yeah it's so good for him you know one thing we do it one thing we do at etiquette factory because i learned this my own way is we all do this. You know how most of us moms and dads, we tend to teach our kids manners mm -hmm. in the moment 
when they just do when they just did something wrong like how many times have you said oh son i you can't say that that's not polite and yeah. even if we try to be nice about like we we think our child didn't mean to do it you know didn't purposefully be rude but we're like oh no you can't do that you can't say that don't stare at people you can't tell grandma her breath stinks you can't say <laughs> i mean you know we do that constantly and i'm like what i learned is that kids retain and remember and learn so much more when it's not in the context of being corrected. Because I don't care how nice mom or dad are trying to be in the correction. It's still a correction. And our human nature is when someone tells us, oh, you shouldn't have said that. We tend to kind of harden, like our defenses go up. It's a way we protect ourselves. And so I'm just all about make etiquette, manners, honor, just part of your school day. So every day or twice a week, you know, today we're going to talk about why we stand for others. Today, we're going to talk about how to use our napkin. Today, we're going to talk about what does it mean to respect personal property? And so you just make it be about a lesson. And so at the Etiquette Factory, we have a preschool through third grade program, a fourth grade through 12th grade program. And honestly, they're just these tiny little lessons, games, stories that just helps you make it part of your school day so you can do it outside of correcting. Oh, I love that. I love that. And is that something, well, it sounds like it's something that would be very easy to do in our homes. Is it also something that you could do in a group? Oh, yes. So both of our programs are very adaptable to co-op settings, classroom settings. Uh, The little kids program, it's so cute. It's it's called Fundamentals for Kids. And basically, it's 12 boxes. And each box is dedicated to a skill like table manners, learning how to give a sincere apology, why we clean up our mess and not leave it for others. That's a whole box. And so in that box, there's like 20 activities. They watch me, Mary Manners, and teach a lesson. There's a board game. There's flashcards. There's a craft. So it's just, you know, we just try to get parents. We're like twice a week, pull something out of the box and spend 10 minutes doing it. Now for the third or fourth grade through 12th grade, it's called Life Skills for You. And it's three minute videos and they just watch one a day or twice a week. And I teach a little three minute lesson. But then what's so powerful about those videos is they watch teenagers most of the time do the skills the wrong way and the right way. And there's something about watching someone else do it wrong. You know, you know how it's hard for us to look inward and say, yeah, I mean, how many times when you come up to your child and go, oh, honey, you probably should have done that differently. Your Todd goes, you're right, mom. I should have, I should have handled that completely differently. But when they watch someone else, it's kind of easier to go, oh yeah, that way is much better. And so that's what those are like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's perfect. So the, the ones for the older kids, um, so many times, especially teenagers are having, they have this negative, well, it's, it's just, it's, it's hard because these, these teens, they have, they are getting told by society that they're just hard to be around, that they, they're having a hard time. And um, so these skills that you're teaching them, they give them the tools to 
be better, right? I mean, they can be not what society is seeing them as. You know, yes, I, I, it's hard for me to kind of talk about this without feeling like I'm trying to say, good job, Monica. Uh, this is such a good thing. I'll be honest. When, so when I started the Etiquette Factory, it was for my boys who I was homeschooling. I saw the lack. I found this George Washington rules of civility and decent behavior. Oh. I was so enthralled by this list of skills and we started learning them anyway it's that's how it started but the truthfully when I started um teaching the etiquette factor I started out by running camps for kids I knew kids needed it there that was not a question I mean who doesn't need refining I need refining who doesn't what I was shocked by honestly I was shocked at how much kids enjoyed learning these skills. I remember my very first camp at the end of camp, it was it was uh, like seven to nine-year-olds. I had this little nine-year-old girl come up and she goes, Mrs. Irvin, this was the funnest camp I've ever been to. And I was like, why? And what, and, and that's really, I didn't get it. But what I've learned since then is just that if you present things in the right way, not negative and not like you're trying to condemn others and just like, hey, think about doing things this way when you're in this situation and see if this would work better and get the response from others that you really want. Kids are very smart. It's like they can see how much this would benefit their life. Um, and I'm always surprised. I, you know, I go to a lot of homeschool conventions and how many times I'm at a convention and a teenage boy will come up to me and say, Miss Irvin, I just want you to know I loved your program. I learned so much. And I'm not kidding. I do get that a lot. But it's to me, it's not me. It's just the experience that they had in learning something that they can see almost immediately the effects of it. Like this isn't yeah. something they're going to learn. And one day they're going to see how it benefits their life, like geometry. They can learn they can learn a skill today and try it tomorrow and immediately see, was Mrs. Irvin right or wrong? Was this a good thing or a bad thing for my life? I mean, I think that's why even teenagers, even those little boys, um, they think they're going to hate it. And then by the time they're in their third or fourth lesson, they can see that it's going to help them. Because who doesn't yeah. want to have healthy relationships? We all do. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know my boys, if I had said something about, you know, about healthy relationships, they would have been more open to it. But I didn't even know etiquette. I thought if they were going to learn how to tie their tie and, you know, hold the I door open. That. You do? See, oh, I good. Have, I should have named it something different than the etiquette factory. <laughs> but now I've had that name for 15 years. So now I just have to try to tell people <laughs> that, wait, wait, don't walk away because I'll be at homeschool conventions and I'll see those moms they'll look up at my son and they'll roll their eyes and go we got to focus on core this year I'm like y'all this is core wait <laughs> let me tell you if you don't get this right math and reading's not gonna matter <laughs> yeah yeah no and that is so true because if you do not have the good relationship you can't share your knowledge. And, oh, um, it was Viktor Frankl in his book, Man's Search for Meaning, you know, how he 
understood that really the whole meaning of life is being able to serve others and make have those those good relationships so i love that i i love what you do um and it is so important it is yeah i know but i'm glad you're letting me talk about it you know and i'm always just like hey Give it a try. We do have sample videos on our website, theetiquettefactory.com. So go watch one and let your yeah. kids watch one and ask them what they thought about it. You know, we um, see see what they think. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's great. I'm glad. And I will put in our show notes links to your, um, to your website and all of that. So people can do that easily. Well, Monica, thank you so much for being here today. And thank you so much for sharing more about what etiquette truly is. It's so much more than just where the forks go. (laughs) Yes. Although I have been at a definitely, I don't know, I bet probably at least four times in my life, I've been at a dinner or sure enough, somebody steals my fork or my dessert plate or my water because they just weren't taught which side theirs goes on. And then you're in this situation where you're going, um, could I, excuse me, could I maybe have that glass over there? And, you know, as I tell kids, I'm like, I'm going to teach you those things too, just so you're not that guy or you're not that girl that steals your neighbor's fork. Um, so <laughs> it's all of it though. But basically, I, you know, I, I think those things are important just so you can be comfortable and relax and enjoy yourself no matter who you're with or what the occasion is you got this because you've been taught so thank you for letting me share oh my pleasure thank you thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the realizing genius podcast head over to realizinggenius.com forward slash podcast for all the show notes and links and to share your ideas of anyone you would like to have me interview. Have a wonderful week realizing your genius.